I want to put Doug on a heavy cycle of steroids. That'd be awesome. Dude, Doug yeah. on steroids would be dope. Or he'd be fucking... He's the actual yuck. best candidate for it. We should. We should. You know what's funny, Doug? Juice him up. All these years, you thought you had like bad like genes for building muscle. You might just have he some just of the best genes in the room. It. He unlocked it. possible. Everything. <laughs> it's possible. I don't want to mess with my testosterone levels. Mm. My naturally excellent right testosterone gonna, levels. When was the, have you actually had that he, test he anytime soon? I haven't. I need to. Actually. Doug, you're over. You're over the age of fifty. How off? Be honest with me now. Look at me in the face. No lie. <laughs> I'm not gonna look you in the I'm face. Gonna, I'm gonna talk to you about know masturbation. I know the question is coming. How often? How often do you jerk off? Doing that hypnosis shit. Uh, again. Tell these, me the truth. Yeah, these these questions. Uh, I I tend to be a little shy about. This. <laughs> <laughs> you see, I I come from a different d- generation. No, I'm uh, just kidding. Dude. They don't tell. Don't do. It's inappropriate. Yeah. I might have crossed the line. Don't tell. I might have crossed the line. With Honestly. That. My generation, at least in the group of people I knew, never talked about that stuff. We can't even talk about it. And your generation, which is, you know, about 15 years behind mine, Mm. it seems to be a topic of frequent conversation. Actually, it's funny you say that because it is our generation. I remember in high school, it was, it was like, it was before our generation, literally like the five, 10 years before us. It was very taboo. You do not. You would. You don't talk, talk about that. Really? Actually, you actually make someone out. You make when, fun of people. When about we that. were in high school, it became that was the butt of everybody's joke. It was yeah. Oh yeah, I just jerked yeah. off. Like, hey, was, where's where's Sal? Where's he at? Oh, he's probably jerking he's off. He's probably jerking <laughs> off. I already did twice before I like, came to class today. That was like the go-to joke forever. It, it was because it, it was, was totally in style back in the day. Yeah. Well, no, it was. Yeah. Jer- and it was probably like true. What's he doing? He's jerking it. No, what what I I agree with. This is so true that there was this 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 the pendulum had swung. It come from you don't talk about these things that uh, because it was wrong. I mean, I remember I told you guys what my mom did. My mom really freaked me out. Like, man, I'm not supposed to be jerking off. I thought everybody was doing that. I mean, everybody at school talks about it. Like, I really, but her generation was literally thought that was like, like, literally thought I had an issue. Like, I had this masturbation issue. Like, well, I mean, come on, let's be clear. You do have an issue. (laughs) It's excessive, Adam. All right, sorry, Doug. I didn't mean to to hijack your. What are we doing here? We're supposed to do reviews. (laughs) We're talking about reviews. That's a great way to open this up. Great, great segue. I have some great news. Mm. Oh, tell us. Twenty-one five-star reviews in the past week. Wow! Holy shnikes! Boom! Yeah, that's amazing. Mind pump. Best week ever. I thank you to everybody who left us a review. Absolutely, Julie, Mom, my sister. I just want to. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, thanks to Barbara. Thanks to all of Adam's family. The Adam's family. Yeah. Yeah. But for that, I want to reward those people with six shirts going out. Oh, we're giving out six of them? Six. Hey, Doug, I just want to remind you, these shirts don't grow on trees. (laughs) They They do not. They actually Uh, cost money? Yes. Okay, so. And we have a budget for this. Okay. We do like to reward our listeners for giving reviews. Did Doug just buy a new boat, by the way? Yeah, this comes out of Doug's salary. What's going on here? This comes out of Doug's salary. I saw that. Yeah, all that shirt money. Tell us who the wiener. <laughs> tell us who the wieners are. Yeah, we got bumping shirt uglies money. for abs. <laughs> they you, win just for that. They yeah, exactly. bumping uglies for abs. Wow. Uh, disgusted by Rob. Oh, Heston Swallow. Ooh. <laughs> Heston Swallow. Uh, I don't ask. <laughs> just leave a good review, and I won't ask. Hey, you know, X Diesel with a Z, Strawberry Ratch. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, these have to be made and, up. Uh, they and, are made up. Hold on a second. Uh, I swear to God, I'm not even making this up. If you had read those names randomly, if you're like, like hey, a porno. if we were at the re- we were at a restaurant, and you're like, hey Sal, <laughs> what do you think of the following names? I'd be like, those are pump heads for sure. Oh, I listen 100%. to my 100 for sure fans of ours. Yeah, and we have one more Skelius. 
Mm. Not normally a listener, just became one. Just became one. <laughs> yeah, Skelius. Skelius. So you guys all, all get a free shirt. Yeah, all six of you, free shirt. So please send your name and your size and your iTunes name to iTunes at mindpumpmedia.com. We have a new email address. Uh, also your address so we can send it off to you. What did you say the email was? iTunes at mindpumpmedia.com. Oh, it really is? It's, have- that's his email. iTunes at mindpumpmedia.com. Dot com. That's not annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Bow to the Skelius. If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. I don't know much, oh. but I know I love stop, you. Stop, Adam, stop. That may be <laughs> Listen, all I need to know. God damn, that's beautiful. I know. I, that's beautiful. That really, that took a lot out of me. And then this fucking asshole is crunching yeah. food right in the mic. Captain as Ch- your Chicharino. Ca- yeah. Oh, isn't this the guy that said, oh, Chicharonis are gross, Sal? Gross, man. Hey, you'll eat anything when you're hungry, bro. I'm hungry right now. Guess what? Hey, guess what? I do I do keto and eat Chicharonis. I guess they were good ideas. So, um... I'm only doing your dirty. I'm, I'm only doing that because you're guy. Yeah, you guys are pissed at me. So check this out. Hey, was that my? Was that your impression of my voice right there? No. Is that the best you can do? I can't do, do your do voice again. Dude. I have to smoke 15 it. packs of cigarettes and then I can try. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody, are you trying to make fun of me? Rock? <laughs> no, no, let me hear it. Go ahead. Go so ahead. I'm gonna. <laughs> I can't do it. I mean, <laughs> hold on. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna tell a story. So orange theory, right? Let me tell yeah. you. Guys, let me tell you guys a story about something. But let me start with a story about myself. <laughs> 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 Fuck you, bro. There it is. So I, co- I so check this out. There's only none of us make rules for each other. We're very open. This is a very open relationship. We get to do whatever we want. Yeah. But there was one rule. There's, there's no boundary. There was one rule that Adam set when we first got this recording studio. Oh, there's God. only fucking one. And he said nobody can fucking warm up broccoli or fish yes. in the microwave. He said that on the podcast. And I just warmed up a yeah. fat salmon. Know, Sal dude. broke both rules. And a bowl of broccoli and Brussels sprouts. Dick, bro. You were allowed to do anything but that. I'm like, it's... Mm. I mean, you know? It smells like stinky you're feet pressing, in here now. You're pressing huh? the boundaries. It smells like fucking stinky feet in here now. Your feet mm. smell healthy. Really? Stinky feet? My, Your feet yeah. smell like salmon and Brussels sprouts? No, no, no. I didn't say my... It smells like stinky feet in here, I said. Oh, like someone else's stinky feet? Yeah. Something no. else I think stinky. It, but, it is. Uh, gr- you know what's funny? I want to know what the science is behind this because it smells gross for everybody except for the person. Like I'm eating it. I was just going to ask you that if you mm. knew that. If I knew what? Well, the science behind that. Yeah, why is us. why is that? Why do we like our own farts? Um, I feel like you just went to a, like another particles question, a different it's the level particles in the air. Of no, questions. it's the same. If you if you have stinky feet or you have, I don't like smelling my own farts. I'm just kidding. You're, you do. Such a liar. Do. Everybody oh, does. I do. So Everybody does. That. Anybody, You're not above that. Anybody who's listening right now is yeah. lying if they, if they don't put hot box their own car and be like, yes, <laughs> it, I but, did this. Hey, actually, you know what? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This is kind of a funny point, though. Don't you find it funny, though, that even if somebody else farts and they get caught, they act just as repulsed, too, but deep down inside, they're not. No, they're like, oh, why oh, is that? Holy shit, it's what? a double lie. Did you mm. fart? No, I didn't. And then, oh, that smells bad. You lied twice, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. You are the one that farted, and That's you don't it. think it smells bad, right? You're a That's, horrible person. It smells delicious. Yeah. Own it. <clears throat> I will and say, th- love it. I will say this, guys. If you do stand around me and smell my fart, you will get Which a decent we- dose of branch chain amino acids. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, is that what I was tasting? Uh, that was not, now you sound like you know you sound like I one like. of those supplement commercials. Yeah. Take a little bit of science because yeah. there probably is some protein in the air. I, I don't know. <laughs> 
And you can talk about muscle gains. <laughs> Let me tell you a secret. We can sell you on muscle gains. Let me break it down for Smell you. Smell sells farts. Let me break really? five gram gains. Let me break it down. If you got protein in your fart, you didn't fart. You might you might have gone <laughs> yeah. too far. Something else came out. <laughs> Something else just yeah. happened. Shh. <gasps> what? No, it can't be. Already? It's here. <gasps> It's a motherfucking quaw. Queen quaw. <laughs> I can't do it. Yes, dude. I laugh every time. That's my tagline, bitch. That's it. That's, I created that's the one. Justin, what's your tagline? I don't know. I just I was the one to start quaw, and then now it, it's replaced with this fucking bird. <laughs> right? <laughs> you guys, you guys had like a collective vote. We're like, we gotta do something about this. We're gonna bring in a fucking osprey. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, what happened to my contribution? Justin, can, you, can, you just, just, can you do a song for just us? Justin's afraid he's going to lose his job. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, though. Do a song for that. It's it, that, guy, that, that guy they were singing. Or no. I don't know who much, <laughs> but I know how I love you. Oh, that's a beautiful way to bring us into the Q&A. Yeah. Uh, oh. That'll be my new thing from now on, right? No, it's quad time. Help us, help us, Doug. Help Doug, us. there's two things I want you to do right now. Yes. Uh, one of them involves reading the questions that we're going to answer. Okay. And two is I want you to find the person who sets our thermostat at fucking hot lava. <laughs> Can and we I want attack you to, them, I want bro? You to, I want you to ass rape you, them because- dude, Use your chimp strength. It should not be lava temperature in here. Thank God we're out of this place. This is fucking I'm days. turning into magma. Yeah. Bro. Look bro. how oily he looks. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> look how oily Sal looks. Bro, look at me right now. Wow. Look I look like I bathed in olive oil. <laughs> Yeah, we don't need a sauna yeah. with this guy. Yeah. Shiny, you, you are. You are what you eat. You are what you eat. Here, here's the thing. Could you turn the lights down at least? Fuck. Uh, I'm sorry. You know, uh, we'll do here, here's, the, the here's the thing. Balls the, are sticking the to the thermostat size. is locked in another room. It controls every unit here. Yeah. And the duct system in this place is damaged. So some rooms are hot. Some rooms are cold. Our hap. Ours some happens. like it hot. <laughs> I think. Sorry, that was just. I think that's a crock of shit. I think we pissed off you. the people that live here. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> the other part here. of the equation. Yeah. Dude, we pissed. It was the fuck. Oh, fuck. It's the bearded lady. Yeah. I just want to tell yeah. all our listeners that God if you've been it. listening since day one and you heard Sal talk that, shit Sal. last year you. about the bearded lady that is yeah. next door to us, I'm pretty sure she heard us through the walls. Pretty sure her and the landlady are in cahoots yeah. and they crank our or to turn our AC off and turn our heater up when it's hot to as shit. To fucking lava. Yeah. Hot yeah. lava. It's abnormally hot in here. All right. Bring, us the, bring us the first question before I fucking dehydrate Enough and die. complaining. All right. Chase Smith is asking if you regret the training you've done in the past, knowing what you know now. And then the second part of the question is, what would your maxes be now if you had started training with maps? Oh, that's a clever question. Wow. Well, I say, I'll tell you what. Do I regret some of the training I did? Fuck yeah. If I could learn everything I learned from it and never have to have done it, oh my God, I regret it. Because, well, it's just like anything in life, right? Well, dude, I used to work out. For, in the very beginning, bro, I would do the stupidest, crazy... I, I bought... So check this out. When I first started working out consistently with a weight set, I was like 13, almost 14 years old. Right? I started at a young age. I bought in, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's Encyclopedia to Bodybuilding, the original one. Do you guys remember that oh, one? The big old one. Huge, right? That thing's great like, book, great book. Dude, it's like a thousand pages, yeah. and it probably has a thousand exercises. Like every exercise you could think about yeah. is in there for every body part. And so I would get this, this is what I would do. I would go outside in the backyard, and I'd say, okay, I'm going to work out my chest today. And I'd start from the first exercise, and I'd go all the way to the end. So I'd do like 
80 sets for each body part when I was 13 years old. Gnarly, dude. Oh, yeah. I was out there for like two and a half hours just like an idiot. And I wish I could... Oh, my arms hurt. Uh, I wish I could take that back because I didn't... I mean, I, I guarantee I would have made better gains if I trained. Well, I think you made a good point about it. Could I Could I take that all back but still have learned the lessons? Right, because the lessons are... That's know, it. Because, I mean, that's something that... Uh, <clears throat> That's hard to say, right? Uh, and I, I know how stubborn I am, you know, and, I, and I'm sure I've been told uh, times before, oh, you shouldn't do this or you should do that. And there was the stubborn side of me that, you know, I was going to apply this myself and first figure it out. So th- th- I don't know. I, I definitely think I wish there was uh, podcasting back then. <laughs> you know, there was no such thing as podcasting, you know, 15 years ago. Yeah, and, we used to just get on everyone's nerves. Yeah. So, <laughs> That's we well, I, I, I wish there was a group. I, get thrown I wish there was a podcast that I could have listened to and had a bunch of Q&As and asked a bunch of random questions every week from guys that I knew that had gone through all this that were, you know, pretty smart. Uh, and and hear them talk about some of the stuff that I was probably about to go try and do, you mm-hmm. know, or what are some st- I was cur- currently in the middle of doing, or whatever. Well, what are some stupid things you guys did? I mean, back in the day, you know, when you, when you were training as a kid, I would. The, the, well, you guys were older than I was when you started, right? The first, yeah, I was. Yeah, you were like I was a kid. I was thirteen. Yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't get get into weightlifting until I was about seventeen. Okay, yeah. well, you're still young. Yeah, still a baby. Well, it was definitely like intensity based. Anything stupid that I did, I would try and think. My brain only thought of the most crazy like. Like hardcore thing I could possibly knowing do to you myself. that makes perfect sense. <laughs> you know, like that was the mindset. Like it, it was, it was the hero uh, workout. Like I had to do the hero workout every time. I felt like a total wuss if I if I did some you know light workout that was like rational and reasonable. You know, it had to be like over the top. So if it was bench, it was like as hard as I could possibly do bench ever. Dude, I went uh, one of the first times I worked out at a like a major because I worked at the YMCA first. <laughs> Then I went to like a major gym, which was 24 Fitness at the time. It was the Hillsdale one before they had moved it. And I went there with my cousin. <clears throat> my dad drops us off. So I probably, I'm probably 15 maybe, drops us off and we go in there and we do, and I was like, dude, and I kind of missed this. I don't know about you guys, but I kind of missed that feeling I got when I worked out in the early days because when I go into a gym, it was like, I still get excited every time I go into a new gym. But back then it was like, God, it was like Disneyland. Like, yeah. oh my God, look how big I'm going to get with all these machines and equipment. (laughs) And we went in there and we did everything. Like we did it all, dude. We went from here, like from A, went what we did everything. Then we finished our workout and then we bought Amino Force. Do you guys remember that (laughs) drink? The the, the ready to drink. So I remember it was American bodybuilding came in that purple bottle and uh, tasted like shit and it gave you diarrhea. And we had that. We would drink that. You're like, that's how you know it's working. Dude. So I slept over his house that night. We hung out, right? It was like a weekend or whatever. Woke up the next day and we did nothing because we were so fucking sore. <laughs> we couldn't totally move. Destroyed. Oh, Dude, we couldn't move. I've done that before. Well, I, when, I would say that at, at every point in you know our lives or our training career, uh, there was different big mistakes that you made that you learned from, and I think we all started out the gates you know similar with that you know intensity driven mentality of just it was you know working out was how hard can I sweat or, or break myself off and then you'd be super sore but I would have to say the biggest mistake that I made and that I if I could go back uh, and change things uh, was the supplement thing um, I was the kid who tried I, I tried everything yeah me too I tried every every supplement under the sun and the, whatever the newest strongest thing was I would go down to my local supplement place I thought the kid that was you know at the time he was a you know, older than me, but he was he's a kid now. He's probably in his mid twenties, telling me at 17, 20 years old, uh, what I should be buying and, you know, how it's gonna build all this muscle and it's so awesome. And 
I literally tried every every brand, and every yeah, every industry, uh, creatine, test one, this, like, I mean, you name it, I tried it, and you know, and why that was that stands out to the, the most to me was, <clears throat> I I was a poor kid, I didn't have a lot of, I didn't have money, and uh, I worked really hard for the little bit of money that I had while I was going through school and stuff, so I would spend all of it on that stuff. You know, Dude, I had I had all the creatines and all, all this cell techs and yeah. the protein powders and bars and like I was taking all that stuff because I really believe that that won't combined with lifting these weights was just gonna Well dude, imagine if you spent all that instead of spending that money on supplements, if you just like spent it on like learning how to train properly and right. eat right. Yeah. And eat well, properly. Which is frustrating for me too, because athletics I you know, was the, the the main purpose I worked out was to improve my athletics and what I was doing was not improving my athletics <laughs> right, right. and my athleticism. Right? I had no idea uh, how to train my body to perform better as a whole and then also on the specific level for what specific sport I was in. You know, I had no idea. I was at the whim of like all these coaches that at one point, maybe they were a player, I would hope. Some of them weren't. You know what I mean? They just like are part of the community and are like, I'm going to put in some time and help these kids out and get a crash course in weightlifting in like a weekend or something. But that's that's really like what I was exposed to. And so, you know, for me, I definitely I made gains and I got bigger and whatnot. But like. I just I I can't even imagine like had you what applied I, the science, had I had applied right? like what's involved with even just starting out with red and then transitioning mm-hmm. to green and then you know this new maps black program like holy shit like what I could have achieved uh, oh my god you know had more size and functionality oh I wouldn't have I, I wouldn't have had shoulder surgery I can tell you that much right now right I messed up my shoulder my left one and my right one is not good because of the way I trained when I was younger I didn't understand mobility. I didn't understand, uh, you know, proper technique. Um, or how about this? How about uh, learning how to uh, squat and deadlift um, regularly? I mean, well, bench press because that's what everybody did. Yeah. Well, but imagine incorporating that early. I mean, that shit didn't come into my training program until way later. That was, I mean, that's what I meant by there was phases of like stupidity <laughs> that were a part of my whole process, and some of it included when I actually had an education and an experience in it. There was a lot of learning curves that we went through, and I'm glad Justin just said that one because I actually had forgotten all about that. But God, I was a basketball player in high school, and I had already started weight training. And I remember uh, being in the the gym and inside the, the the high school gym and doing calf raises till I was like blue in the face and the the calf shoes and stuff like that. Oh yeah, the, I, the I didn't squat though. Yeah. I never even fucking <laughs> squatted one time before, but I did fucking calves till oh, I was yeah. blue in the face, which somehow well, that, didn't pay off. Talk about another gimmick, you know? <laughs> Liar. <laughs> That's like the athletic version of the scream. Those freaking, yeah, those little step shoes. Totally. Everybody was like, oh my God, dependent on that to give him a higher vertical jump. And it wasn't just me, though. I mean, all of us basketball players, we were were all in there doing calf stuff like crazy. Right. And all of us in hopes that we're going to be dunking a basketball by our junior, senior year. Now imagine if you did squats and you did like more compound lifts that built actual strength to produce the, generate the power. The first time I dunked a basketball was when I was in my mid-20s after I learned how to squat properly. And I was in playing basketball anymore and i had like 15 more pounds on me there you go so that the irony and all that was just like oh how crazy is this i'm not even training to dunk a basketball right now even even focusing on that but just because i incorporated a movement like squatting my leg strength and explosiveness went up enough to now i could dunk a basketball i thought when that happened to me i went holy shit and i'm not even trying to design a program around that what if i actually applied that when i was a kid right what I, what, what would i have been doing well for me there were two times in my life when I made the most gains. One was when I learned how to um, squat and deadlift. And this was relatively young. I was 
maybe 16 years old and I gained like 20 pounds of muscle in like a summer, like 15 or 20. It was like a lot of muscle. Like it was, it was crazy. I got stretch marks from it. Um, this, then for whatever reason, I, I went away from those exercises because why? Because I'm reading the bodybuilding magazines and nobody's doing those. Everybody's doing leg press and leg extension and lat pull downs and shit like that for their back. So, uh, so that's, that's what I started doing. And then I kind of grew a little bit, but really slow. Then I incorporated the game, uh, them again later on as I became an adult and that's what brought me to where I am now. And I look better and I'm stronger now than I ever was uh, in, in those, some of those major lifts um, because I had brought them back. I wish I had continued fucking doing them, man. I guarantee you I have a 650-pound deadlift by now. Oh. And I continued doing that from 16. Oh, well, he, I mean, the, the sure. end of his question was if you, know, if you guys did have maps uh, when you first started, where would you be now? Oh, dude, I pulled. I, could I pull, can't imagine. I could pull 400, uh, over 400 pounds in high school off the floor uh, in a deadlift without barely ever training it. I guarantee you in high school I would have got over 500. Mm-hmm. I think by now I'd be over six, to be honest with you. Oh, I think at least that. I, I think yeah. you're not giving yourself enough credit because I know what the gains that I've made just in the, the few years that I have been deadlifting and squatting, had I been applying that that program design when I was younger, like, oh, God. I don't like to think about it. It makes oh, me angry. Yeah, yeah it, it, it is a little fr- cause you gotta, Damn it. Here's the other part. To I would have made San Jose State football team. I'll tell you that. I mean, uh, how about now? The way we train, too, part of our program design and thought process that goes into how we do things, too, is – you know, we are older now. You know, our joints have got some wear and tear on them, and our body that does responds much differently. Plus, all all the things that autoimmune stuff that we have going on from all the shit that we took from supplements when we were younger too. So that all has to be taken into consideration. Now, God, I wish I was young and spry and twenty two years old and going through oh a program gosh, correctly. Are you me? I mean that that makes a big difference. Dude, too, I'll say so. this right now: if you're a kid listening right now, you're a young kid or girl or whatever, guy or girl and you're getting into training, the best thing you could possibly do is invest in one of our programs. Don't spend any money on supplements or anything like that. Just follow them. I promise you it'll it'll, it'll give you way more than all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I wish I had that. I wish I had that kind of a blueprint where I could just look at it and be like, okay, here's my programming. Right. I'm going to go from these different phases. My God, it would have been blown me. It would have been awesome. Deal. Right. I come JG. Whoa. It, yeah. <laughs> 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 Uh, is asking how to build a Doug chest. Just blushed. Yeah, I did. Minimizing shoulder activation because the delts are overpowering. Yeah, I don't think he just. I don't think he's flushed. I think he's just fucking hot. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I swear I'm pitting out here, and I'm yeah. not even uh, on the hot seat here. Right? Um. So okay. So this guy's got overpowering delts. So uh, overpowering delts. Adam, you were explaining to me what that yeah, looks like. Well, you know what's so funny? Like, what when, when Doug brought Doug brought this question up, and then Justin's like, "That doesn't even make sense. That's not possible." I'm like, "Of course it is, bro. You got to understand." That a lot of people uh, are, are benching with their deltoids because they're in a protracted position, yeah. and then the delts just keep taking over, taking over. So here's your first. Here's your first sign. That this is you. Uh, if you bench press and you feel it in your shoulders like that, I mean, if you feel the movement in your right. shoulders more than your chest, then that is what exactly what has happened. You are in a in a protracted position. You need to go to Maps Green. Yeah. You need to work on mobility, yes. and you need to work on on you got some corrective work. To yeah, do exactly. To you, you, have, you have some corrective work that you have going on because you are you're overpowering with your deltoids. Well, you, you I mean, you you need to retract your shoulder girdle and you bring the shoulders back and down right. and bench from that position. It's different than a powerlifting bench if you're just trying to build the chest. In some ways, uh, the elbows are maybe a little further out to your sides, mm-hmm. um, but it's very similar to a powerlifting bench because you have to get pow- fully retracted. Well, powerlifters yeah. have figured out how to bench a shit ton of weight without hurting their shoulders. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the way you do that is through that that kind of shoulders pinned back and down position. And also, don't don't have your your lower back be flat on the bench. 
your butt needs to be on the bench, but there needs to be a curve. Otherwise, you can't do that with your shoulders. Well, I, and that's when people a, lift their legs up and do all kinds of weird. Oh shit. no, no, yeah, that's and that's that's just going to make this situation. Let's get let's get it right. Like you said, power lifters have got it right. They have learned to do the movement as heavy and as hard as possible with the least amount of risk. So there, there should be everyone should take a page out of that in the first place. Of course. Do you need the excessive arch? Because you don't. You got to remember, there's you're not a, going that far. But you, you don't need to because it, you, you're. It's not about how much you max out. If you're just a person who's trying to sculpt your physique, or you're just trying to do a normal workout, normal, you're not trying to max out anything. So, but there is something to be said about them creating that arch. It naturally puts you in that retracted position, and that's. Right. That's the idea is that you have to be able to retract your shoulders. Now, a lot of people can't do that. They they think they're doing that because in their mind, they're, they, they think they're pulling back or they're pulling back as far as they can go. Well, I just see somebody like coming down, like doing half reps and then like staying super protracted with it and not ever like even going through a full range of motion. Well, and that's why it was so foreign to you because you're like, how is that possible? Just, yeah, if, you, if you're going through full range of motion. But let's be honest, a lot of, a lot of uh, people don't know what that is. Well, and, and a lot of trainers have taught, I mean, we I taught this way, people not to 90 degrees. Down. I used to stand underneath yeah, somebody, stupid. let them touch my hands and come out. I literally trained that way as a trainer because all of our certifications. So put all the tension on our elbows instead. Right, right? so yeah. we were we were taught that, oh, okay, you know, once you hit 90 degrees, that's, that's technically full range of motion and it's more risk for them to go any deeper than no, that. No, so you should teach. be able to do a full bench press with if you're if you don't have any shoulder imbalances. So here's a deal too: you make sure you have good shoulder mobility to develop a good chest without overpowering shoulders. I know that sounds kind of weird, mm -hmm. but if you have shoulders with poor mobility, your range of motion will be uh, compromised. You're not going to be able to activate the chest fully. But here's another thing too: I want to throw out there: um, you might also want to think about if you're working at your chest more than once a week, which you should if it's a weakness, um, and definitely if you're doing one of our programs. Um, then make one try one of those workouts where maybe you do what's called a pre-exhaust superset, where you instead of going bench press, I, I do some flies first and then go to the bench real quick. So I've pre-exhausted my chest, then I go to the bench and now my chest becomes the weak link and it gets a lot of work. Or just do some straight sets of an isolation movement and then go into your heavy movement just to get that. Mind really, it's right. about getting that mind to muscle connection, yeah. so you can feel the chest working. Uh, I have a little gym for that. If that's what, that you're gonna do, so um, and I've done this with clients that have a hard time retracting their shoulders, feeling it in their chest, is doing exactly what Cell is saying. So, but I, what I would do is I take a foam roll, I bring it over next to the bench, and I have them do uh, flies with their back. So you take the foam roll down the center of your spine, down your back, long ways. Mm -hmm. So your tailbone supported, your back of your head supported, and you're actually going to do chest flies on that. And when you open up on a chest fly on that foam roll, it naturally opens up the scapula and it'll help them retract in that position and fly. Plus, it's nice because you don't need a bench to do the fly on. You can bring it right next to where you're about to bench press right there. So I pre-exhaust their chest, get them to activate it correctly, and then get them under the bench press. Yeah, that's an excellent technique. The next question is from Kier C., how would someone come off a ketogenic diet without gaining fat? Mm, this a, is a popular question right now. Yeah, a lot of people have been asking that. Come mm. off of it without gaining fat. So let's go into it again. Uh, again, number one, keto, uh, ketogenic diet is not the official diet of Mind Pump. I know we talk about it a lot, but um, there's a lot of ways that you can eat to be healthy and look good. It just it, so happens to be that we all are experimenting with we're it. We're all right experimenting now. with it. I, in particular, like it a lot, and I probably will never uh, eat differently. But a ketogenic diet is a very high-fat like 60 to 75% of your calories fat diet, mm -hmm. a moderate protein. So you're not eating a ton of protein, but you're eating sufficient, you know, about 0.6 grams per pound of body weight, maybe a little more. Um, and then very, very little carbohydrates. So your body runs off of what are called ketones, uh, hence the name ketogenic diet. Ketones are created from fat rather than 
the glycogen or glucose that you get from carbohydrates. Okay, so that's in a nutshell what it is. Um, the reason why it's so effective to burn body fat um, is because it neg- it really lowers, it increases insulin sensitivity, and it lowers the amount of insulin you have in your body, so your body uh, doesn't try to store as much body fat, and it, your body becomes a fat burning machine. Some the reason why people are asking this question, I think, is because some of them are thinking, "Hey, I want to go off this diet, and I'm afraid of what's going to happen." I don't know about you guys, but I noticed when I eat very strict ketogenic, I become more, much more sensitive to carbohydrates than I did beforehand. Right. And I don't, and I don't mean that in a negative sense. I think um, I become more insulin sensitive to where it really, it's like I eat some carbs and boom, I get that that glycogen very, very quickly. Yeah. Whereas before, I don't get that same effect. I think it sensitizes my body to the effects of insulin, personally. So. I, I really wanted to take this question because I'm going through this right now. Uh, I feel like I have a lot to share about it because this is new for me. Um, I also, out of all of us, I think I track the most and I'm very, very, uh, very, very analytical about everything. You're that meticulous. I am very meticulous about everything. That's a better word. Uh, for everything that I do with my diet, and I love to try and to assess, you know, what I notice, not only how I feel too, but also what I notice aesthetically changing on my body, you know, from different foods coming in and out. So uh, I was on the ketogenic for quite some time, and I was doing it during one of my mini cuts, and I absolutely loved it. Huge fan of it uh, for helping me lean out, keeping me satiated and happy. If I just wanted to maintain maintain where I was, I was cruising right around that six to eight percent body fat. Super satisfied. It's almost easy doing it. It, it compared was. To other ways. <clears throat> it was very easy for me. Uh, Katrina is on it. I don't know if she'll ever get off it. She's madly in love with it. It's extremely easy for her. It's she feels, satisfying too. Yeah, she hungry. feels like she's never deprived. She's uh, loves the way she looks on it. She loves the way she feels on it. I don't know if I'll ever get her away from it. Not that I need to, anyways, because it's a totally fine way for someone to eat. But like Sal said, this is not the diet of mind pump, and it's not one that I will always be on either. And I'll explain. Uh, when I go to to bulking, I found it challenging, uh, not impossible, but challenging to get enough calories in and uh, to continually to see uh, myself putting weight and size on week after week after week. Uh, I struggle with that. Uh, I found it a lot easier to introduce carbs. Now, that being said, um, wow, what a difference now that I've been ketogenic to reintroducing carbohydrates. And I mean a huge difference I was somebody who on a regular basis could eat 400 to 600 grams of carbs. Um, I could also tell you that I just, and this is like beginning for ready for show. And I would know when I got to about 150 grams of carbs, my body was just starting to fill in a little bit. It wouldn't be till I started getting about 250, 300 grams that I start to feel my muscle bellies fill all the way up. And I'd start to feel my skin tighten up a tiny bit. So I knew my right, what would fill, fill those up. So, Fast forward, I'm ketogenic diet now. Obviously, we get no carbohydrates. I've taken them away. Initially, when we first started, I felt like my body was a little bit flat. I was so used to eating all these carbs that my body kind of switched over. Well, you had to bump the fats too. Yes, and my fats needed to increase. Once I kind of figured the diet out, I got it all right, and I was eating consistently. I no longer had that flat feeling anymore. I didn't feel like I was completely sucked out. I, I felt good. I felt lean. I felt satiated, and I enjoyed it. Now, when I decided to start to introduce carbs... Well, I thought right away, I just, well, if I normally go 400 to 600, I'll go to 300. That's to me, I thought that was, I used to lose weight on 300 grams of carbs. So I figured this was a a, a moderate uh, um, amount that I could reintroduce my body. And I was completely wrong. It, it It, first of all, now, if I even consume more than like 50 grams in a sitting, 
I my my stomach's tore up from it. I don't uh the carbohydrates just do not sit well with mm-hmm. me. I get all uh I get puffy from it. I don't uh I'm on I'm in the restroom within 30 minutes to an hour and then I'm affected in the restroom for the next 24 hours after that. So uh, if I uh when I started to reintroduce back, I realized that I had to do it very very slowly. And now I would I, what I have done is I haven't I haven't completely gone the other direction like where I used to go where it was a, a high, I'm still high fat I just don't consider myself ketogenic because I'm allowing myself to have about 150 grams of carbs but in the past I would consider that extremely low for me and I wouldn't be able to run or feel satisfied after that but I'm also somebody for the majority of his life avoided fat at all cost. That was just the mentality. I've even used to teach clients like because they would ask me questions like, well, Adam, isn't this a healthy fat? Is this a healthy fat? I said, well, yeah, but don't worry. Fat is easy to get in your diet. Fat is always in everything. And so, you know, avoid at all costs. And that was even my mentality. Anywhere I could cut fat, I was always cutting fat out of the diet. So now that I've had this whole paradigm shift with ketogenic, it's now opened my eyes even when I go back to a more balanced diet. Now, a more balanced diet for me is still a higher fat diet. And it'll always continue to be a, a lower carb. Just because I recognize the way the carbs make me feel, the addiction that I had from it, from the sugars and stuff, I never want to feel that way again. And I see when I introduce it back into my into my diet, how my body feels. Well, I'll tell you what, it's uh, there's a couple things that happen. Number one, your gut flora does start to change according to your diet. And so if you go from one change to another, and it's and you go from one diet to another with a rapid change, you might encounter certain issues. So there's always that. This is one of the reasons why I've always advocated, even now, I'll advocate uh, mixing things up. And I still throw in vegan days. I still do that uh, till this day um, because I like to mix up you know, and get my, my gut flora to have a nice diversity. Um, so I think that's important. Uh, and on my vegan days, my carbohydrates are higher. I, it's probably not, you know, it wouldn't be considered ketogenic. I'm not a tracker like Adam is, but, um, uh, but I do that and I, I feel good when I do that. But it is important to note that you know um, eating with more healthy fats, if you will, and less overall carbohydrates, uh, in in most studies shows incredible health benefits. That doesn't mean that's the only way to eat, but it does make you. Typically, the studies will show it makes you healthier. It, it balances out hormones. It helps reduce inflammation. I'll tell you what, ketogenic diet is one of the most anti-inflammatory things I've ever done. Oh, for sure. So, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of stiffness. Um, and, you know, sometimes I'll throw in some carbohydrates myself. But for the most part, everybody's, like you said, a little bit different. It sounds like you feel best eating this way. Well, this is what it's 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 not even so much that how how I feel if I feel better right now that I'm trying to gain right now. So it helps for me to introduce the carbohydrates. Oh, you know, the thing about gaining it's uh, I did. I do notice that I have to eat more calories to maintain yes. my weight. Yes. When I'm keto. Yes. That's interesting. I found it very easy to lean out or maintain. It was challenging. It's already, it, I was challenging me with carbs to be a guy who wants to be yeah. 230. You know, my body does not want to So be you notice t- that you like the same calories, like 3,000 calories of keto, 3,000 totally calories different. of carbs. You gain weight with the carbs, whereas you want with the keto. Yeah. Yeah. You're not the first person it's to It's the say same that. thing too at night, like I'll experience. Like I, my core temperature, I feel like is hotter. So I don't know what that is, but I'm definitely at night, I'm sweating a lot more. Yeah. And, and it's just like my body just feels revved up throughout the day. And there's that mental clarity aspect to it that's really appealing for me. So. Yeah, a, I, I would, I mean, the best piece of advice I could give this person is um, to back out of it slowly. Th- that's what I was trying to get across with, with my yep. long story there was that you, 
you do not want to go from being a keto person to also like a carb cycler or something. Right. Like you don't want to go from one extreme to another extreme of the diet. You just want to start to tailor back a little bit of the fats and you're going to replace it with a little bit of carbohydrates. And really the honest answer to how to do that is each person's going to be different. Yeah. You know, if like I was using the example of me eating four to 600 grams of carbs, well now I, I can't handle more than 150, which that just blows my mind because that was something that would become extreme cutting for me before. So just keep that into perspective that's my example of how, how it is for my, you might be someone who 200 grams is a lot of grams of carbohydrates in the, in the past. And so, you know, you going from just at it reintroducing 50 to hundred is going to make a difference. So you got to kind of feel that out. But the, the idea is that you kind of just scale back in that direction to, to feel it out and see how your body responds. But I also think it was a great learning experience and you should also be very aware of that. The new relationship that you have, you have now created for yourself yeah. with food. It is, I used to be somebody and I, it wasn't even a month and a half, two months ago when I was saying on this podcast, like Sal's crazy. I'll, I'll never give up carbohydrates like that. And I sounded like a freaking drug addict right. who was hooked on some of that. And now I don't have that relationship with carbs at yeah, all. It's the same thing. Like, uh, I keep bringing up fasting too, but I had the same experience. So like just going through a ketogenic and uh, really giving it a try, it, it it had that same appeal. Like I, I haven't really ever just focused, like you really have to focus on getting fats. And oh, absolutely. If, if there's one thing that's the downfall for me, it's like uh, you really have to plan it out and you really have to go seek out, you know, all these fats ahead of time uh, to be successful and get the amount of ba the balance that you need with that uh, for it to work. So, um, you know, for that, like, I actually would probably say that intermittent fasting works better for my lifestyle. However, I really enjoy uh, what ketogenic does for me. So if I could s stick with it longer, I would probably try to. Uh, however, I know that like intermittent fasting is something that I can always sort of lean on. I mean, you could do both, but I guess it would be tough because it's hard right. to get enough calories. That's the thing. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I don't know if you guys would agree or not on this too. That I, I found for me a strategy that I had to figure out, uh, which if you're a four to six meal type of person eating that all day long, uh, it's going to be more challenging for you. I, I literally eat two meals a day when I'm when I'm running ketogenic. Like, you know, it, it suppresses your appetite. Yeah, big time. Yeah, yeah. And, and 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 you get them quickly too. You, yeah, you do. And so I found that okay, my breakfast it was like my breakfast and my dinner was everything, and then I maybe in the middle of the day I had some macadamia nuts or avocado or things like that to, you know, bump the fat right. intake up a little bit, but it, and satiate me a tiny bit just to hold me over till I got to dinner. Oh, dude, like what like when Justin was saying, like you have to seek out fat. Like I, that's the first thing I look for. Like I'll have a meal and it'll be like two avocados with all the olive oil on it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's a meal. You know what I'm saying? Which is surprise. It's awesome because you're like, whoa, that tastes awesome with that. Oh, I love yeah. fat, dude. Oh, all my right. God. If, I, I, if I just ate awesome. fat, I'd be happy. So for me, it's perfect. Yeah. But I also think it's important. Oh, to note, I love it, dude. It's important to know, too, that like uh, any other diet or anything that you do, you know, just like how we've talked about vegan, veganism, right? We've talked about how there's lots of pro things about it. But then there's also things that, that make it more challenging because it is a, a diet where it very easily you can get sucked into eating a few things and not a bunch of other stuff. Very true. And we're huge. It can be limiting. Yes, it can right. be very limiting. And you can and your idea is you don't want to just drink olive oil till you hit your number that you're supposed to hit. You don't want to just hey, eat. Hey, what's wrong with that? Eat bake. <laughs> just eat bacon only to get you to that to that what number. What you were talking about? Uh, you know, are st still the same rules apply that we talk about by understanding how to rotate your foods, and that that it gives you a little 
little bit of a challenge with ketogenic because there, there there isn't a lot of choices that way. So it's very important if you're someone who's doing that. Once again, it's just it's it's no different on this than we when we bash like IFYM with you know you don't just throw a bunch of shit in there that's high in fat and just call it oh I'm ketogenic. No, you like, need planning. Yeah, you still need planning. You do. You still need yeah. planning, and it and you might need more than the average person here because it is it can be challenged. But I think all three of us would agree. Huge fans of that. All right. Very extensive answer for that question. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Alex Felix is asking, would you rather be punched by Mike Tyson or kicked by B- Bruce Lee? Mm. This, <laughs> is, what? this is an easy question for yeah. me. I don't know about you guys. I think uh, it's kind of easy, too. I'd rather get kicked. Oh, <laughs> no. see, I'd rather be all day. I'd rather be punched by Mike Tyson. See, no, he was he, an actor. Bro, thank you. Uh, thank you, Justin. Yeah, Mike Tyson was the real deal. Bro, Bruce Lee, he was a martial artist, and I'm sure he did some fights or whatever, but he didn't, like, he wasn't a fighter. And there's a big. Have you ever listened? Okay, wait, wait. Tyson was back up the for ferocious one. Back, back up a second before you start to argue your point here. It doesn't say who we'd rather fight. I'm getting hit one time, right? By by one time, but I'm where? getting. Bro, I'm Bruce getting Lee weighed 100 and what 35 pounds. The I amount mean, of velocity that he could probably put into a kick going into me versus somebody could put into a punch. Right. I would think. Think about his body mass, though. Yeah, I mean, I, and look, Tyson wasn't isn't isn't bigger, isn't that much bigger? Tyson, what? He was like a two hundred twenty. Wasn't he like two hundred seven pounds? He was two hundred. No, 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 no. He's like two hundred five. Mm-hmm. Two hundred five oh. and like five nine. <laughs> All fast twitch muscle. Yeah, dude, <laughs> like <laughs> ridiculous muscle. Uh, here's the thing, Bruce Lee guaranteed will dude, kick Bruce you. Bruce Lee can and, break a window without even touching it, dude. Uh, see, that's a problem. <laughs> it's all smoking me. Here, let me tell you the problem. Let me tell you the problem. Give me your rib cage. I'm a huge Bruce Lee fan. I'm about to piss everybody off. I know. I said that first, but here's the deal. Uh, Bruce Lee, I, I hate Mike that Tyson, people, people bring up Bruce Lee like he's like, like he's he could kick anybody's like ass in the world. He was yeah. an actor. He he was a philosopher. He was brilliant. And he was probably the first mixed martial artist before mixed martial art exists uh, existed. The way he talked about the philosophy of fighting, um, but he was an actor mostly. Mike Tyson fought. That's all he fucking did. That's is he it. fought? Yeah. And I'll tell you something right now. You could take a black belt in most martial arts and put them in a ring with a guy who's been boxing seriously for two years, and the boxer will kick the crap out of this, most this of them. This time, I one hundred percent agree with Sal. I definitely believe Mike Tyson beats up Bruce Lee a hundred times. I'm, okay, over. one but hit. I'm, I'm thinking about one hit that could all hurt right. someone who winds. I think I most certainly think that I could kick the shit out of someone harder than I could ever punch them. Yeah. Okay, but I understand this. Right. But if you're talking Just, about like a, like a professional, like the best, like Muay Thai fighter, yeah, that's even better different. technique. That's different. See, that's the other thing. Like okay. his technique was totally different. I mean, granted, Mike Tyson I, would I just kill feel, you. I just feel like there was a lot of trickery involved, like with his like you know two four inch punch, whatever it bro, was. We're gonna get a lot of hate. Fucking, I, I'm just <laughs> saying. I'm just saying, bro. I mean, he was a specimen. Don't get me wrong. The guy was like one of the first ones to actually physically train his body to its ultimate potential well, and I'm, and you know throw out like awesome like flawless technique you know awesome what did bruce lee he lay would, how, how much did he weigh ah oh, fuck he I, just someone has to look it up he was yeah, can you google that for he us? wasn't a very big I just guy know, I've, just, I've watched okay. the tyson reel dude and i'm like whoa okay here's the you deal if bruce lee is is if bruce lee's 50 pounds lighter than tyson then you guys win because you're right even the best martial artist who kicks me and he, he weighs 150 pounds is probably not gonna hurt I mean, if, not in comparison to. I mean, Bruce Lee, Mike Tyson, who's two hundred some pounds. I mean, to be to be clear, they would both like hurt you very fucking right. badly. Oh, no, it would but, suck. But I just think Mike Tyson would maybe kill you 
You know what I mean? Like yeah. if you just if you just if you're not yeah. defending or anything, yeah. and you're just standing there, and you get a prime Tyson, not yeah. like not now Tyson. That's what we're talking. I'm about. talking about a prime yeah. Tyson when he was like just kill fun. mode. He was a murder when he was oh being coached by what's his oh name? Because the mod, I don't remember his name. It just is that, doesn't that get guy. better than that, bro. And you're just standing there relaxed, and oh, there's no prime doubt. Tyson. There's no his, doubt he can kill you. He throws uh, his uh, hardest punch uh, in your face. Just all testosterone. You're gonna die. Yeah, you could. You would die. Now Bruce Lee might your heart stop. Might kill you too, but I think you might live. You might have a better. I want to hear how heavy he is. Doug, do you know? Yeah, he was 130 pounds. Oh, you're yeah. right. Okay, mm-hmm. I lose. But he Sounds did sad. end up going up to 165 pounds uh, because he started doing weightlifting. Right? Oh, very good. Yeah. Yeah. But apparently his fighting skills went down a little bit because oh. of his size. So yeah, his I'll quickness. tell you what, I i don't know about you guys, but I've used the dumbbell that weighs 130. So that's not very, <laughs> that's not, that's not that massive. Uh, Tyson's like 200 something. No, 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 Tyson's in his 200s. thinks he can beat up a yeah, no, 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 no. You know what? Let me say something now. <laughs> Before I, get, I just try to before, before I get challenged in the street, uh, there's 130 pound guys out there that'll fucking murder me. And obviously, right. there's a lot of them. You, you look at some of these top mixed martial artists, like Mighty Mouse. But I, this is why I like love the UFC. Badass. Do you guys remember when the UFC first started? Oh yeah, it was like martial art versus martial art. And what did we learn very quickly? Yeah. That most of this movie stuff that yeah. doesn't work. That in the, does not work. The spinning kicks and the jump yeah. kicks, all no. that, all like, the Van Damme, all the Van Damme moves. It doesn't. It doesn't yeah. fucking work. <laughs> Let's go ahead and not use our ground forces. Yeah. Okay, you win. I'll be the first to admit when I'm wrong. I, you know what? I, I just uh, assumed Bruce Lee was a little bit heavier than that. I knew he was pretty lean. But I thought he had a little more muscle density than a buck thirty-five. <laughs> I mean, he was impressive as hell. I mean, there's legends. There's a lot of legends about him. Like when you yeah. hear people talk about him, and they're like, "Oh, I want." He might have known the five-finger death punch if yeah. you would have brought that up. I but I, I feel like a okay. lot of it is 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 legend. You know what I mean? Yeah. With Tyson, we actually have video of him killing people. Exactly. <laughs> he was plus a murderer. Bruce Lee was kind of sane. Tyson, kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit crazy. Well, there's no doubt who I would rather be in a ring with versus the other one. I mean, for sure, I'd, I'd rather try to manage the mm. Bruce Lee than try to manage my Tyson. <laughs> I mean, is, is Bruce Lee yeah. kicking you in the nuts? Yeah, or I biting might change my, my ear. Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure I wouldn't <laughs> want to fuck with Tyson. There's yeah. no no doubt. A Bruce Lee kicked to the nuts? No, thank you. I did think Bruce Lee weighed a little bit more than that, and I was thinking in my head, okay, like 170-pound kick whipping as hard as this guy's probably one of the best kickers in the in ever. Right. That's that would hurt maybe. I saw a but, lot of sidekicks though. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, 135. Yeah. Is it? yeah. It's not much. I don't can know do about that. that. Leave us a five star rating and review on iTunes and uh, check us out at mindpumpmedia.com. You can also check us out on Instagram. You can find me at mindpumpsal. You can find Justin at mindpumpjustin. You can find Adam at mindpumpadam. And you can find the Mind Pump Show at Mind Pump Show. It's the Mind Pump Show. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. For more information about this show and to get valuable free resources from Sal, Adam, and Justin, visit us at www.mindpumpradio.com. Until next time, this is Mind Pump.